everyone. It is so great to be back with you. Welcome back to the Change Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ashley. You might see my cat and puppy running around behind me if you're watching this on YouTube, but hey, we're all part of the family. So today I'm going to talk about a topic that I don't talk about often in my online content or my podcast or my YouTube channel, but I do talk about it in my book. And I think it's really important because, you know, I talk a lot about releasing repressed emotions and letting go of grudges and uh, reprogramming your unconscious mind and uh, doing all these things to remove blocks that keep you from manifesting. And then also creating a vision for your dream life, using the law of attraction, taking steps towards it, resiliency. And today I'm going to talk about diet. Because when you take really good care of your body, you have more power to do all of these other things. And we are here having a human experience right now. We are in bodies. And just like you wouldn't neglect your car if it needs an oil change or new brakes, it's really important to take care of your body. So today we're going to talk about diet and eating food that's good for you. Now, I struggled whether or not to include this topic in my book at all. Because it's a topic I'm really passionate about, and I think a lot of people are going to find really helpful, but I also didn't want to promote fear in any way. So I decided the best way was to present my experience and research on the subject matter, and then turn it all on its head and talk about food from a completely different perspective. So I'm going to do the same in this podcast episode. So first, let's look at the science. You know, and again, first things first, treat your body well. It is your one and only vehicle for moving through this lifetime. And it's important to take care of it. You know, the better your diet, the better you're going to feel, the more energy you're going to have. And you can put all that energy towards creating your dream life and doing all the things that you love to do with the people you love to be with. So I always recommend as like a baseline, try cutting out sugar and processed foods as a place to start. Now, if you really want to dive in and commit, release gluten from your diet as well, at least for six weeks. So <clears throat> I'll explain why six weeks. So gluten can lead to thyroid issues, including Hashimoto's, where your body attacks your thyroid gland. Now, this is because on a molecular level, gluten looks very similar to the thyroid hormone. And your body tries to attack all of the gluten, and it ends up attacking your thyroid in the process because it sees it as a foreign invader also. Now, gluten causes inflammation and has wheat germ agglutinin, which makes nutrients unusable by your body. And this can also cause an immune response, right, leading to chronic systemic inflammation. Gluten can cause leaky gut, which is where your gut lining becomes permeable. There's holes punched in it, literally. And uh, food particles, toxins, bacteria get through those holes and into your bloodstream. Now, that causes wild inflammation in your body, and that can lead to a host of autoimmune disorders. Now, dairy can do similar things to some people because it cross-reacts with gluten, which means that your body will respond to dairy the same way it does to gluten. And this is because the protein found in dairy is so similar to the protein that's found in gluten that your body often can't tell the difference between the two. So let's talk about some signs that you might be gluten intolerant. So if you are gluten intolerant, you might suffer from a wide range of autoimmune conditions, 
skin conditions like eczema and acne, fatigue, joint pain, arthritis, uh, bloating, gas, all those really not fun ones, right? Um, <clears throat> what else? Heartburn, constipation, diarrhea, right? Now I'm sounding like a Pepto-Bismol commercial. But there's also, it also affects your, your mood too. So it can cause things like anxiety, uh, irritability, moodiness, chronic headaches. That's a big one. Migraines. Um, it can also cause brain fog, which is inflammation in your brain. So, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm kind of brain foggy today. No big deal. It's like, no, it's inflammation in your brain. That's not supposed to be there. It can cause trouble focusing. It can decrease your memory function. It can give you neurological conditions. It can cause depression. I think I said anxiety already. So, you know, gluten intolerance can really affect your day-to-day -day quality of life. Now, there have even been studies done that link gluten and sugar to autism, ADD, and ADHD. So for me, I have suffered from bad eczema my whole life. And it moved around my body every few years. It was super weird. I used to get out of my knees when I was a kid and my elbows. Then in high school, it came onto my hands really bad. Then when I was in my 20s, on my legs. And I would be broken out in these itchy red bumps and blotches almost constantly. And I grew up in Chicago, and there were really harsh winters, and that just amplified all these irritations. And I remember in high school, my hands were always just bright red. Like, it'd be like arm, skin color, and then as soon as you get the hand, there'd be a line. It'd just be bright red. Um, <clears throat> I would wake myself up scratching in my sleep. My skin would crack and form cuts, and then the skin around the bumps would get inflamed, and it was just miserable. It was gross. And doctors, I would go to all these doctors, and they would just prescribe me these tubes of steroid cream. And for well over a decade, I was just slathering my body in steroid cream every single day. And the steroids kind of worked like a Band-Aid. Like, they kept the itchiness at bay and the inflammation at bay, but they never got rid of the eczema. Like, as soon as I stopped using the steroids, it would, the eczema would just flare up again. And then when I was in my mid-20s, the book Wheat Belly by Dr. William Davis came out and just became the sensation. You probably heard of it. And that was really the first time that I learned about the perils of gluten. Now, the book focused mostly on how eliminating, eliminating gluten from your diet can cause you to lose weight, right? Think Wheat Belly instead of Beer Belly. But there were just a few lines in there that I honed in on about how gluten can affect your skin and cause things like eczema. So I decided to cut gluten out. And I'm not going to lie to you, it was freaking terrible at first. I went through all these withdrawals and cravings. It acts like a drug in your body. So I was super moody. I was lethargic. I had really bad brain fog. And I had insane cravings. I just wanted all the bready things like bagels and pasta and cake and noodles. And it's like all I wanted. <laughs> I was like torment. Uh, but I stuck with it. And it took six weeks, which is why I said to try it for six weeks. But it took six weeks for the gluten to get out of my system. But as soon as it did, my eczema, my skin just cleared up. And it's never come back. And I threw out all my tubes of steroid cream. I was so happy. I had my skin back again. And I've tested it out a bunch of times. Like the moment I eat gluten again, it's just like this light switch. And I just break out again. So, you know, I every once in a while, I'll like if it's like a special occasion, I'll have like a piece of cake or something. And it's such a treat. And then I'm just miserable after. And I'm like, oh, why do I do this to myself? Right. So 
you know, I, I'll have gluten maybe like once or twice a year. And, you know, I couldn't help but thinking at the time that if gluten was doing that to my skin, which was the outermost organ in my body, what was it doing to my insides, right? So I've been gluten-free for uh, over a decade now, and I honestly don't miss it. You know, gluten-free snacks and recipes have gotten so good, and I don't even notice the difference anymore. I've done a lot of work with my uh, best friend's husband, who's a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Taylor Crick, to heal my leaky gut and just soothe my inflammation. So you don't have to have such obvious outward signs to have a gluten sensitivity. You know, the damage could be purely internal. So it is worth getting a food sensitivity test from a functional medicine doctor. And I just want to say that is different than an allergy test. Definitely go to a functional medicine doctor, not your Western doctor. Um, or just go gluten-free for six weeks and see how you feel. The natural next question that you might be asking is what about other grains? Now, grains have this reputation for being a superfood. You know, if you think of the old school food pyramid from when we were kids, the grains were at the bottom row, uh, but they can destroy your health. And plants like grains don't want to be eaten, surprise. So they've developed a defense system called lectins to protect themselves. Now, lectins can cause inflammation. They can cause a leaky gut. They can cause weight gain. They can cause excessive hunger in human beings. Uh, sometimes those lectins can prevent your body from absorbing nutrients, which leads to malnutrition. Other sources of lectins are considered very, very toxic, and you can't eat them at all. So legumes like beans, lentils, peas, peanuts, soybeans also have a very high amount of lectins. And, you know, grains not only contain lectins, but they also have enzyme inhibitors, which makes it difficult for your body to break down food. They contain phytic acid, which are anti-nutrients, and those bind to minerals in your body and make them unstable. Uh, grains have amylose, which is the sugar that's found in them that will spike your blood sugar. We'll talk about sugar in a moment. And they have omega-6 fatty acids, which are highly, highly inflammatory when they're out of balance with omega-3s, which is why it's really good to take an omega-3 fish oil supplement. Uh, so to me, it's just not worth it. I don't, I don't really eat grains very often. I personally follow a paleo diet, and again, I work closely with my friend, Dr. Taylor Crick, to see where my labs are at on a regular basis. So I take a lot of supplements to keep my labs at optimal levels, but it's important if you're going to take supplements that you get your levels tested so you're not over-supplementing or under-supplementing and you're taking the right balance because certain, you know, you if you're going to take vitamin D, you always have to take vitamin K with it. And you know, um, if you're going to take iron, you should take vitamin C with it. So there's just little things like that. You have to, you have to, you have to know what you're doing, and it helps to work with a professional. I found that the best thing to do is eat fresh, clean, uh, whole food whenever possible. You know, like plenty of organic vegetables, some organic fruit, but not too much because it's high in blood sugar, or it's, it's high in sugar, not blood sugar. <laughs> Spike your blood sugar. Um, healthy fats like olive oil and avocado are great. You know, ha fats have this terrible reputation, but some fats are really, really good for you. And uh, lots of filtered water. And if you are going to eat meat, <clears throat> you want grass-fed and finished meats and low mercury seafood. Now, if there's vegetarians listening to this and they're like, "Oh, meat," you know, a lot of negative things that you hear about what meat can do to your body. It's talking about meat where the animal is grain-fed. 
Grain-fed meat is absolutely awful for you, while grass-fed meat is good for you. And if you must occasionally eat a small amount of grain, then I recommend making it a gluten-free grain and making sure it's a whole grain and not a refined grain. So whole grains contain the entire grain seed in their original proportions, so your body has to work to break them down, meaning they digest more slowly and they don't cause as big of a spike in your blood sugar. Taking a digestive enzyme with them can help even more. So if you're craving bread uh, and you don't want gluten-free bread, you can try making your own sourdough because sourdough contains lower amounts of gluten, lower levels of anti-nutrients, and more prebiotics. And it's going to rise naturally as opposed to containing quick yeast, which a lot of bread manufacturers use nowadays and a lot of people can't tolerate. Some people think they're allergic to gluten and it's just the yeast that's added into it. So I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but if you have to have one goal, then I suggest it be to balance out and stabilize your blood sugar. So eating foods high in sugar causes your body to respond with this rapid rise and then this dramatic fall in its blood sugar levels. So this roller coaster and just having high blood sugar in general can lead to inflammation, hormone disruption, and insulin resistance. So those three conditions can then lead to a host of other problems, such as trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, increased fat storage, mental health and mood disorders, more food cravings, brain fog, susceptibility to illness, thyroid issues, and a lot more. And then chronic high blood glucose can lead to even more serious instances, such as heart disease and stroke, type 2 diabetes. Uh, high blood pressure, obesity, kidney disease, vision problems, nerve problems. Like it gets pretty gnarly. And the other thing is sugar feeds things like cancer and bad bacteria and yeast in your gut. Essentially, every system in your body can be negatively impacted by sugar, but especially your gut microbiome, your endocrine system, and your nervous system. And your gut microbiome, by the way, helps regulate your mood and your immune system. So it's really important. Yeah, sugar can weaken your immune system too. Like simply eating 75 grams of sugar can lower your immune response for up to five hours. So the goal is to maintain homeostasis, right? Where you're on this smooth, even keel throughout the day with blood sugar uh, levels gently rising and then slowly lowering as you eat. You can invest in um, one of those glucose monitors where you can check each morning on an empty stomach. It's like your fasting blood sugar levels. I do that. I have one. You can just get them on Amazon. And you want to aim for a fasting blood sugar level, which is first thing in the morning before you've had anything to eat or drink. Uh, aim for it in the 70s to 90s. And the, the good thing is if you're freaking out about your blood sugar, if you test it and it's higher, it changes constantly. So even if you do like a fast for a couple days or you're just really, really good and then test again, it's going to lower. It's, it's one of those things in your body that you can really alter very, very quickly and see fast results. So if you love baking and you're feeling disheartened by all of this, try using almond flour or coconut flour or you can use stevia as a sweetener since it won't spike your blood sugar. Like honestly, even a little bit of honey is better than sugar. And you also don't have to deprive yourself all the time, right? Moderation is key. I indulge in sweets every so often. And it's just about being mindful, right? Not just mindlessly 
stuffing your face with a bunch of crap. So all of this, if you, if you follow this, it's going to make you feel like you have superpowers. You'll be buzzing with energy. You'll feel light. You'll feel satiated without feeling bloated or overstuffed. Wouldn't that feel nice? And then at the same time, you'll feel much more calm, much more clear-headed because food is medicine. And you want to take care of your body. You want to feed it good fuel so that you feel good. Because when your body feels good, you have more power to manifest and focus on things that bring you joy. Now, you might get cravings at first if this type of diet is new to you, as gluten and sugar can both act like drugs in your body, like I mentioned, and put you into a state of withdrawal for several weeks. But if you stick with it, you'll notice that your cravings go away your anxiety goes down, and your inflammation goes down, while your energy and vitality go up. So your body will be fed the right foods so that it's, it can do what it's made to do and heal itself. Now, I know I've said this a few times, but I really recommend seeing a functional medicine doctor because functional medicine is different than traditional Western medicine in that it treats the root causes rather than the symptoms. So it's worth it to just get your labs checked routinely by a functional medicine doctor because they're going to test for a lot more than your traditional Western medicine doctor will. And then they'll come up with a personal diet and supplement plan for you. Again, my good friend, Dr. Taylor Crick, he has the, his a podcast is called the autoimmune doc podcast. It's awesome. He sees clients from all over the country virtually and he doesn't even charge you extra for your lab work. It's whatever he pays. He just charges you because he doesn't believe in hiking up the cost of lab work. Uh, so if you're interested in him, go check him out. He also owns Washington Wellness Center in Washington, Illinois. So now that I've said all of that, I'm going to seemingly contradict myself because the number one most important thing is this. Eat in ways that make you feel good but out of self-love rather than fear. Because the way that you feel about yourself and the world is what's going to reflect in your body. So if you're choosing to not eat certain foods because you're afraid you're going, they're going to cause disease, you're doing it out of fear. And that fear will be much more harmful to you than that food ever could be. I was just today watching a TikTok and it was some interview Oh, I'm trying to, I can't remember who the guy was. I saved the video though. So I'll, if anyone's curious, ask me. He was talking about this study that was done where they, they fed, I want to say rabbits, this high cholesterol diet. And <clears throat> there was this one group of rabbits where they were noticing with a high cholesterol diet, they were getting really, really sick. And then there was this other group of rabbits that weren't getting affected, and it was the same food. And they couldn't figure out what was going on. And finally, they watched what happened when this, this worker administered it. And what happened was before the, the worker administered this like poisonous food, essentially, he went in and he loved on the rabbits, and he pet them, and he talked to them, and he snuggled them, cuddled them, and gave them all this love. And your environment impacts your genes, right? That's what epigenetics teaches us. So they, and then they went and tested, and then he would give them the poisonous food after. And they tested these rabbits and they had all these different markers than the rabbits who were just getting the poisonous food without the love. So your inner world as well as your outer world dictate what genes are going to get flipped on and off. So epigenetics is fascinating. I'm going to make a whole episode on epigenetics because there's just too much to talk about right now. 
But, you know, again, so if, if you're doing things out of fear, you're going to have a different response than if you're doing them out of love. Because if you are eating all organic vegetarian foods as a way to uh, punish yourself or a way to avoid punishment or like getting shamed from others, then that same energy that you're reflecting will come back to you and you're doing more harm than good. Now, if you choose to have a hot fudge sundae because it fills you with joy and it's a way of showering yourself with love and it makes you feel happy and and light and energetic, then that's a great choice. But if you're eating that sundae and then feel bad about yourself or guilty later, then it defeats the purpose. Now, I personally feel my best when I eat mostly fruits, fruits and vegetables with healthy fats, a tiny bit of meat, I don't, I don't like large portions of meat, just a little bit of meat, and little to no grain and legumes. Like, I don't really ever eat legumes. Um, and it's all about finding what works best for you, right, while being mindful of your reasons for choices and the emotions that they stem from. And, you know, I also think that a vegetarian or a vegan diet is a wonderful choice. As long as you're not supplementing with a bunch of refined grains and legumes that are high in lectins. And a lot of vegetarians I see are just loading up on pasta or loading up on like lentils. And it's, it's just not, it's not healthy. So, you know, and again, of course, like I feel like I need to say it's always important to consult your own healthcare practitioner to make the right choices for your body and circumstances just so I don't get sued for this. But, you know, if any of this sounds interesting and you're intrigued at all, I, I have so many amazing resources to send your way. Um, look into Dave Asprey's stuff. The Bulletproof Diet is an awesome book. Go talk to my friend Taylor Crick, Dr. Taylor Crick. Listen to his podcast, the Autoimmune Doc Podcast. Even if you don't have autoimmunity, you will get so much amazing information about diet and the way your body functions and it's just in your mitochondria and your gut. And it's just, it's fascinating. And his episodes are small and bite-sized. Uh, Dr. Will Cole is another one that's amazing. He, one of my favorite cookbooks is his, it's called Ketotarian. So it's, it's, it's a low carb keto kind of diet that's mostly vegetable like mostly meat free there's some like fish recipes in there too so if you're watching this and you're a vegetarian and you're thinking like okay everything you're saying about grains like maybe I want to cut back on those that's a great resource you know there's ways to make it work for you so I hope you got some great information out of this right in the comments let me know how getting rid of gluten and sugar went for you and I'll see you at the next episode Oh, and go buy my book. <laughs> it's called Change Your Mind to Change Your Reality. It's available in paperback, audiobook, ebook. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Apple Books, Google Books, Books a Million. It's all over the place. Uh, let's see what else. Follow me. I'm at Change Your Mind with Chris pretty much everywhere, and I can't wait to connect with you. I'll see you all soon.